Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Fantastic. It is good to be in church this morning. I'm the, I'm the husband. I'm Christian. Melissa runs the show and I do whatever she tells me and so I'm allowed to preach this morning. Fantastic. It's going to be good. We're going to have a good morning. Why don't you give somebody a hug as you grab your seat. If you don't know them, introduce yourself so it's not awkward. Fantastic. Guys, that was sensational. Can we thank the worship team this morning? Absolutely brilliant. You guys always give 150%. It's amazing. We love you. We thank you. You know, I, uh, I just consider it a real privilege to uh, run this church with Melissa. And as I get to look out and see you guys, this church is just filled with champions, just great people who the more I get to know, the more I like. You know how you can, you can meet someone and you go, I like that person, they're cool. And then you start to hear their story and you start to walk a journey with them and you like them even more. You know, I've been, I've been working with Manos for the last 10 days or so. This guy is an absolute legend. He is a hard worker, he's good at what he does, he's faithful and he's just great company. He's just good to be around. We traveled for kind of 45 minutes both directions, morning and afternoon in the same car to get to work. Just an absolute legend of a man. And I'm, I'm really glad and I'm blessed that he's in my world. So, you know, and there's so many I should, probably shouldn't have started. There's, you know, Tanya Bray up on the back doing sound, working a magic, making it sound good. That's worth a can clap because if I was doing it, that wouldn't have sounded like it just did. And Maddie Adamson, I think I need to get your bigger hat, pal. It looks good. It looks really good, but I think I need to get your bit. Either the hat's small or you've got a big head. I think it's the hat's small. But you know what? Actually, as we were worshiping, I got a picture of you, Matty. And I felt like, and, and it kind of correlated with what Matt Danceman was saying, you've walked a season. There's been a season where the, the clouds rolled in and the rain started falling and, and the floodwaters rose and you couldn't see the way ahead. It's been a pretty dark place and it's been stormy and a whole lot's been going on. But as we were worshipping, I saw the flood waters receding, and I saw the road straight ahead. And it was exactly what Matt was saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. I feel like those, those flood waters, they're gone. There'll be a bit of de- debris to navigate, but the path is straight ahead. Keep look- <laughs> It's always good when the wife's happy. Fantastic. Hey, I just want to let you know that yesterday, Justin and I went to the Gold Coast, we did a seven-hour course. I, I, the seven hours, I will never get back again, but thank you, Jesus, uh, on, on safe practices, on creating a safe place in safe environment at church uh, for our kids, for you guys, for, you know, which is exhilarating and exciting. And if he had have stabbed me in the leg during the day, it probably would have been. Anyway, it was, it, we've done the course. We don't have to do it again, and I feel a whole lot safer today. What I learned how to be, I learned how to be really safe, and just can I can I just tell you next week we have three guest preachers and you do not want to miss it. If if there's ever a, a week not to miss coming to church, it's next week. We have three guest preachers. It's gonna be brilliant. It doesn't go for an hour and a half or uh, each or anything like that. We'll we'll stick to time. Bring some friends. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a great week. Amen. Who's ready for the word this morning? Yes. Beautiful. Let's pray. In fact, I want you to put the hand, your hand on the, per, the shoulder of the person next to you. I feel like God gave me some words this morning for some healing that's going to flow in this house today. I felt like he was telling me that there's somebody here, you need, you need healing in your left foot. There's somebody in your right knee. 
there's somebody that's got a throat condition, somebody that's got a shoulder problem, and somebody with digestive issues. So right now, as we reach out and touch the person beside us, let's just believe for miracles. Lord, I thank you. You're a God that delivers miracles. You're a God that heals. So Father, right now, we believe together. We stand together and we believe for healing to flow into every single body where it's required right now by faith in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Hey, uh, it is really good to see my mate Jake here this morning. Jake, you're an absolute champion. You look well. You look, you look really well, man. It's great to have you here. Jake's walked a, a pretty tough journey and, uh, and made some mistakes, as we all do, and then he's come along and made some really great choices, and he's got his life on track. You're an absolute champion, man. God bless you. Awesome. If you've got your Bibles, let's turn to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. This is one of my favorite pieces of Scripture. And the title of the message today is, It's On Me. Everybody say, it's on me. What's on us? Spirit of the Lord is on us, but the Spirit of the Lord is only on us if we allow it to rest on us, to land on us, to reside with us. The Bible says in Psalm 91, it says, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Those who dwell shall abide. Those that make the choice to stay, to position themselves, they shall abide with the Spirit of the Lord upon them. Because life is messy, and life is, it's got twists and turns, and it's got the challenges that we face, and every day, stuff is trying to get on us. Envy, look what they've got. Greed, I, I want more. Fear, I, I don't know what tomorrow looks like. I don't have any job security. I'm not, where's the next contract coming from? Lusts and, and desires of the flesh. There's stuff that every day is trying to get on us. And it's, it's an active, I love what Melissa said, it's, it's us going after God. It's us pressing in. Your life as a Christian is not meant to be passive, it's meant to be progressive. It's meant to be powerful. You're meant to have momentum and move forward towards your dreams and your desires, but that's a decision that you make. That's a decision like Jake made, I'm turning my life around. I'm not living for myself anymore, I'm going to make some tough decisions that might hurt me. Do you know, do you know uh, when we repent of wrong thinking, we repent of wrong attitudes or, or, or wrong actions, do you know what repentance is? It's agreeing with God against your own desire. Because I want to do this thing, and this thing feels good for me, and I'm getting satisfaction out of it now, but I'm not going to do it because God says it's not right. It, it's agreeing with God and His ways and His plans and His purposes for your life against your own desires. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. I love this. The Spirit of the Lord God is on me because the Lord has anointed me. That, that piece of Scripture can change your life. If you, if you read that and meditate that and chew on that and digest that beyond head knowledge to your spirit, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Everybody say, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Spirit of God that hovered over the waters, that hovered over the deep, that was when there was nothing, that spoke and created the heavens and the earth, is on you. It's on you and it's for you. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
In, in other words, any challenge that I face, any criticism that is leveled at me, any, anything that comes against me as an attack, greater is the Spirit of God that's on me and in me than anything that would come against me. You know where it says that there's, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God? Because the love of God is in you. People can't take what's in you. They might be able to take what's on you, but they can't take what's in you. And God is on us and in us and filling us and guiding us. The, the reason the Spirit of God is on us is because He wants to use us. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He has anointed me to do certain things. There is an anointing on your life that will help you fulfill the commission that God has for your life. There is an anointing, an empowerment that comes upon each of us to help us fulfill the very thing that God wants us to do. And we're all uniquely gifted and called and positioned, but life isn't about perfection. It's about walking in our anointing in the right position. So I find myself doing what I know God wants me to do in the season I find myself in because I know it's the right thing to do. Amen? The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. You, you, should, you should have good words on your lips. You should have positive things to say to every person you meet in every situation you meet them. Good, bad, or the ugly. The Bible says love those that hurt you do good to those that hate you. The only way that I can do that, because that's so countercultural, that's so outside of the realm of the norm, is because I'm anointed to live outside of circumstance and situation. I'm empowered of heaven to see life through heaven's eyes, to see life a different way, because the Spirit of God is upon me. Amen? I hope this is helping somebody. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You carry healing in your life. There is healing through your words. There's healing through your touch. There's healing uh, through the Spirit of God revealing things to you that you can reveal to others through a word of knowledge that them, will help them get through today. Do you know, most people don't need a 10-year plan, life plan. They don't need a five-year life plan. They don't need a one-year life. They need to get through the next 24 hours. They need somebody coming up alongside them to say, you're going to make it. You're a champion. You're a legend. I believe in you. I'll walk this journey with you. Come on, let's do this together. You're strong enough to get through this. You're big enough to get through this. God is with you. He's for you and not against you. Amen? Come on, that's us. That's us as a church. That's us as a, a community of believers. Uh, to, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. You carry freedom in your life. The Bible says that we are set free in Jesus. We're set free. We can live free. We can walk free. We can, we can live anxiety free. We can help others. See, freedom isn't just for you. Freedom is for others. Freedom is for you to lead others into, and it's, it's a gift that each of us can give. I'll read this through. Uh, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. I love that. There's seasons. There's times of exhilaration. There's times of laughter, but there's also times of mourning, grief and loss, where we walk through challenging phases and stages, but we can help people walk through their valleys and bring them up to their mountaintop experiences. It's all through the Spirit of God. As Christians, we can do nothing apart from the Spirit of God. We need God on us. We need the Spirit of God on us to be able to achieve and do what God wants us to achieve and do. 
the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Another version says oaks of righteousness, the biggest, strongest trees that can withstand anything. Do you realize there is strength on the inside of you that you don't even know about? Because it's not your strength. It's the spirit of God inside of you. You are going to walk through challenges and trials in life that you think will take you out and you're going to come through victorious. Because it is on me. It's on me. I'm facing stuff that in my fleshly nature, it's too big for me, but, but I'm not a fleshly person. I'm a spiritual being that's housed in, a, in a, a fleshly body and I'm going through and I'm getting over and I'm going beyond because I've, I've got a destination that God has called me to. Amen? Um, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified and they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall rep repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Verse five, strangers sh shall stand and feed your flocks. Your sons and your foreigners shall be your plowmen in your vineyards. It just goes on and on and it's just an amazing piece of scripture that basically says, because God is on you, life works. Because God is with you. But it's, it's something that we need to acknowledge you know, for, for us to, to worship God, the only way that we can truly worship God is through our spirit. So we come in here and we open ourselves up, but there was a point during worship where a transference took place. You know, Jacob said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. He said, I see stairs and I see angels ascending and descending, like the word we had this morning. And it's, it's a place where heaven meets earth and earth meets heaven, but it's, it's in the spirit zone. It's in the fourth dimension. It's outside of, you know, reason and understanding. But it, it goes on in John 4, 23. It says, the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The hour is coming and, and is now. We don't have to wait to engage our spirit till tomorrow. I'm walking and I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm a little heavy at the moment. I'm a little sick. I'm, no, no, right now you can ignite your faith. You can engage your spirit. And you can enter in and connect with God and be recharged and refired for the day ahead, for the week ahead, for the life ahead that God has called you to. Amen? Is this helping anybody? Come on, I'll, I'll preach as good as you respond. Like I was saying, we can do nothing without the spirit of God on our lives. Nothing as Christians. Because in our, in our own strength, we can, as, as a non-believer, not, not acknowledging that God even exists, we can, we can strive in our own strength and our intellect and, and, and my upbringing and what I know. But as Christians, I got to click into a new zone. I got to go to a, a new phase and a new stage where I say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Guide me. I accept the empowerment that you have for me. Let's walk this journey together. And I got to tell you, I remember, I remember as a child, just sensing the Spirit of God. Sensing kind of evil forces, but then sensing God near. And it gave me this confidence that wasn't a, a natural confidence. It was, it was a God confidence. And God wants each of us to walk in that confidence daily. You know, this is, this is chapter 61 of Isaiah, but back in chapter 6 of Isaiah, the reason the Spirit of God was on this man was because he always positioned himself to be touched by God. It says in, in, in Isaiah 6, it says, In the year King Uzziah door died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple with glory. And then a voice came and said to me, Whom will go for me? Whom shall I send? He said, Here I am, Lord, send me. The reason the Spirit of God was on him to carry him through life was because he continually positioned himself. 
I love what Matt was saying. Life is just being, about being consistent. Not the highs, not the lows, just consistent. Where I just keep putting one foot in front of the, and I just, I do what I say, I say what I do, and I just walk forward in life. I don't have to be the head of the pack. I can just walk through the middle and keep going. The old hare and the tortoise. I don't have to run faster than you. I just got to keep walking. And I will achieve. I will finish strong. I will get to my destination. Why? Because the Spirit of God is on me. And He's leading me and guiding me. You know, why is the Spirit of God on us? We sh- I shared this a second ago. To, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. We have a freedom in Jesus that others need. We have a freedom in life, a lightness, an ability to get through what takes others out because of Jesus. But we have to give Jesus away. We have to profess with our mouth. We have to have a confession that is my God is an awesome God. My God is a God that brings life. God can help you get through the challenge you're facing. We need to be willing to open our mouths. You know, like it says in Jeremiah 1, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. This is each and every one of us. God knew you, he wanted you, so he formed you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. There is a word in your mouth that is gonna set somebody free. There is a word in your mouth that is gonna keep somebody walking on the right path. There is a word in your mouth that's gonna stop an affair happening. There's a word in your mouth that's gonna stop a suicide happening. There's a word in your mouth that is gonna bring life to a dead situation and you're gonna see history unfold because you dared and cared enough to step out and open your mouth. Amen? Amen. And what I've noticed is this. In life, there's a very big difference between being in prison and being held captive. Two very different things. We'd think they're the same thing. I'm a captive, so I'm in prison. No, it's very different. You can be let out of prison but still be held captive. You, you, can, you can get out of your situation but still be held by your mindsets. I can still be a victim. I can still be held captive because of my thoughts even though I'm out of the situation I found myself in. The Spirit of God upon you will set you free. You need to take yourself out of captivity. You need to allow your thoughts to change. You need to think differently. You need to get rid of small, negative, oppressive, stinking thinking. We need to allow ourselves to change our mind. For, you know, it says in Romans 12, it says, don't conform to the world, but rather allow yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way our, our mind is renewed is that we, we, we focus on the Word of God. We sit and we chew on the Word of God. We allow it to transform. We allow the promises of God to wash over our mind. Proverbs 3 doesn't make sense. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What? That, it doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to. We, we, things don't have to make sense. It says in Hebrews 11 that without faith you can't please God. I see. You can't earn his favor. You can't earn his goodwill. You can't earn his blessing. He wants to give it to you. He just wants you to step into faith. Though you can't see, he still wants you to believe and take a hold of all that he has for you. And I was thinking, look, pr- prison is situational, but captivity is a mindset. I got a, I got a really good friend, Glenn Garine. He's going to come and preach for us. Glenn, um, as a young man, started training for the Olympics. Uh, up until the age of 17, he held the 100, 200, 400, and 800 meter sprint records in Australia. He was training with Jai Tarima and Kathy Freeman, planning on going to the Olympics. At 17, he got struck down with ulcerative colitis. If you see Glenn today, his arms are like this. Maddie, would you just give us a flex for a second? Just very, don't split your shirt. Don't, don't split your shirt. Um, 
Oh, yeah, sorry, I meant Maddie. <laughs> um, his, his arms are like this, and the doctors say it's impossible. Because of your condition, you should be, actually, could you just flex your muscles? No, no. <laughs> you should be <laughs> very skinny. Matt, I call Matt the racing greyhound. There's not an ounce of fat on him. Sorry, buddy. No offense. And uh, his dreams were shattered. He, and, and he literally, for two years, he locked himself away in his room. And he, and he said, I've, there's no reason to live. There's no, there's no passion left anymore. My dreams and my desires have been taken from it. My life is gone. And he said he sat in his room and God got on him. And he allowed God to touch him. He allowed the Spirit of God to come upon him and breathe life back into what he felt was a dead situation. He, he was training four and five times a week. He had the nutrition plan. He had everything. He was state champion. He was going towards the Olympics. That was his dream and his goal in life. You ever had a dream and a goal that feel like has died? It's gone. It's, it's impossible. It could never be resurrected. So when God got on him, he allowed himself to make some decisions, to, to reshift and shape his mindset so that he could pick himself back up again. He was living like a hermit. I went and visited him. He was in a dark room when I went up there. This is just at the beginning stages of coming out of this. And it was just a little dark room. There was no life. It was oppressive. It was dark. It was, it was, it was not a, an Olympic, Olympian's room. But he allowed God to do something. And he said, you know what? I can't chase my dream, but I can help others fulfill theirs. So we went around. He had $2 in his pocket. And he went around asking people, can I hire your hall? Sure, you can hire it. $50,000 a year. I've got $2. <laughs> Laughed him out of the room. Went to the next one, went to the next one, went to the next one. Finally found a guy who had had a, a warehouse empty for two years. He said, sure, kid, you've got six months. After six months, I'm going to ch start charging you rent. It'll be commercial rent. It will be what I'll be charging anybody else. You've got six months. Let your, you know, dream a little. So he started to dream. He started a youth drop-in center called Extreme, Extreme Youth. He would run dance parties. He, started, he, he set up a gym that ended up having 800 members. He started lecture rooms for, for street kids so that they could come in and learn. He'd, he'd, I went up to one of his dance parties that had 2,500 kids at it. That was just taking kids off the street and giving them a place to be. Long and the short of it, Glenn went on to become Young Queenslander of the Year, nominated for Young Australian of the Year, and today is the highest paid youth motivational speaker in the country. He is in demand. If you follow him on, on Instagram or anything, every single day he is on another plane going somewhere to speak to thousands and thousands of kids. He, he works with the NRL with Men, Men of Honor programs. He's, he's fulfilling his dreams vicariously by helping others fulfill theirs. See, because the Spirit of God got on him. He didn't stay in a place of death. He didn't stay in a place of limited vision. He goes, you know what? I'm going to step back up again. Can I challenge you? Can I rattle some cages today? You may have had dreams stolen from you. You may have had situations that were adverse to, you know, things that you wanted to do arise in your life. I want to challenge you this morning. Let God get on you. Let the Spirit of God lift you back up again. Maybe he has to refocus you in another direction to, to cause you to achieve ultimately far more. If Glenn fulfilled his dream, one man would have potentially gone to the Olympics, maybe got a medal, maybe not, and today would have been retired. But today he's traveling the nation, impacting hundreds of thousands of lives. I believe you've been put on this planet to impact hundreds of thousands of lives. What is it that God has placed on the inside of you that you can't shake, that you can't get rid of? And ultimately, when you strip it all back, it still sits there in the core of who you are. If you will allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you, God will surface that thing and bring it through to fulfillment. Amen? Come on, let's give God a hand this morning.
get rid of all of that because I can't, it's got too much. I want to talk to you about a few miracles in the kingdom of God. And I want to challenge you this morning. If you will allow the spirit of God to come upon you, these miracles can take place in your life. They can, they, can, they can become evident in your world. The first miracle is the miracle of salvation. Most of us will have asked Jesus Christ into our lives. Some of us perhaps have not. But the, one of the first miracles of the kingdom of God is salvation. And your, 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 it, really is a salva- uh, it really is a miracle that you are saved, that the grace of God has been poured out for you, that into eternity you can live. You are born, you know, you're born twice, but you'll only die once. Born of the flesh, then born of the spirit, you will only die and, and leave this fleshly body, but you will live on in eternity as, as in spirit form. And it's a miracle, and it's going to be contended for, and it's going to, the, the, the enemy's going to go after it, and people are going to try and take it from you. But I want to, I want to encourage you, by the spirit, to stand firm and to stand strong and to walk in the miracle of your salvation. To every day get up and before your, your feet hit the ground, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that you went and paid a price I couldn't. Thank you that you've done what nobody else could do for me. I accept the fresh, the salvation, the free gift that you poured out for me. You know, and, and the glory of God and the glory is it's man fully alive. It's you living to your full potential. It's you with the Spirit of God on you fulfilling all the dreams and desires that God's placed in your world. And you know, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. What, what are the desires of your heart? Are they, are they coming to pass? Are they, do they feel afar off? What, what are those things that are desires of your world? Put them aside and delight yourself in God and these things will happen. Matthew 6 says, says don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about what's going on in, in your world, your, your health, your finances, your, 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 what you have, your possessions. Don't wa- Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Again, it's countercultural. It doesn't make sense. I, surely I have to strive for these things. Surely I have to go after these things. Surely we've we, we got to act, but we've got to act in faith. And sometimes acting in faith is pulling back from what we do in the natural so that God can do what he does supernaturally. Amen? Second thing is this, is the miracle of it being established. Being established in the house. Being established in the kingdom. Because we get saved, but then I have to do something with my salvation. I have to, you know, there's a process, there's a, there's a path to walk out. And like God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. But there's a path that has to be walked for those things to be fulfilled. For me to enter into all that God has for me, I have to walk the path that he's laid out before me. And so I, I can only do that again by allowing myself to get established, allowing myself to, to put my roots down deep and to be planted in the house of God to become a resident of the kingdom. I have, to, I have to allow myself to be established and planted and found in my calling. And there is a place for each of you in this house. And I want to encourage you, let your roots go down deep so you can flourish in God. Psalm says that, that those that are planted in the house of God will be fresh and flourishing, full of energy, vitality, vision for the future. They, they'll, they'll bear much fruit. They'll enlarge. They'll be expanded. Why? Not because of what they do, but because they planted themselves in the presence of God. And can I tell you, church isn't for church. Church is for what we do outside these four walls. We don't do church now because I fulfilled my religious duty. That's 90 minutes, fantastic, tick, done. You see, yesterday we had to do this training to tick some boxes to say that we can now train others and we can oversee a program. It's not like that in the kingdom. 
you don't, you don't, all right, you've been to church 365 times in, in your life, fantastic, you never have to go again, you've fulfilled your religious duty. It's not like that. Life in God is, is doing it together. It's being established, it's being connected and allowing the Spirit of God to flow into us. Amen? I don't know if you've taken notice of somebody that's been saved and allowed themselves to get knitted into the community and the kingdom and just the way their world has changed and the way they've come through things that they've never been able to get through before, but now they can. They face challenges and they've still got a sweet spirit. They're still positive. They're still moving forward. It's it's, it's through connection and intimacy with, with the community and with Jesus Christ. Amen. The third miracle in the kingdom is, is remaining. God wants you to be a permanent resident of the kingdom. He doesn't want you to check in and check out. This isn't a hotel. He wants you to remain. He, he wants you to, to, to live in his presence. And he doesn't want there to be an exit strategy or a back door. Life's going good now, so I'll check out because now I'll go and do what I actually want to do. No, the good life is found in Christ. The good life is found in remaining in him. You know, John 15 says, abide in me and, and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Your dreams and your desires will come to pass. And so, you know, statistics say that 60% of you sitting here today won't be here in 10 years' time. Nick will. I, see, but it's a decision that you make. I don't, I've been in church for 23, I've been in church my whole life, but I've been in C3 for 24 years. I want to be here to the end. I want to finish strong. I want to walk this journey going, you know what, I believe what I believe. Can I challenge you this one? The only way that you can walk strong in your convictions is to allow the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. To, to allow that to be a reality in your world, where each and every day you make that active decision, I am, I'm going to be a person that walks in the Spirit. I'm going to be a person that's submitted and yielded to the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. The biggest enemy of remaining, the miracle of remaining, is offense. Can I encourage you? Get thick-skinned. Let things be like water off, a, water off a duck's back. Don't allow yourself to get offended. I'm going to say some things that might offend you. It will be unintentional. I don't want to do it. If I do, come and tell me, you offended me. I'll say, I'm sorry. And then please accept my, you know, my apology. Whatever it might be, don't hold on to offense. Don't hold on to, what, what, what do they say that um, unforgiveness is like holding on to or drinking poison and hoping the other person dies? They've moved on. They may not have even known what they've done to you, but they've moved on. And you are stewing on this thing and it's eating you up and it's consuming you. Forgive everybody. Right now, just I forgive every person anything they've ever done to me. Say that. You say it again, all together. I forgive every person anything they've ever done against me. Nobody owes me anything. They're free. I'm free in Jesus' name. Can I tell you, you will walk through life a whole lot lighter and a whole lot happier and a whole lot clearer if you can just release people. If you can say, you know what, they made a mistake. They may have been having a bad day. Did they wrong me? Yes. Did I enjoy it? No. Do I care? No, not really. Tomorrow's a brand new day. Today's a brand new day. I'm going to get happy. I'm going to live victorious. I'm going to overcome. And I'm going to let everybody live free. And what does the Bible say? If you don't forgive you won't be forgiven. I I don't know about you, I want to walk free. Nobody owes me a thing in life, nothing. Not previous employers, not previous friendship, nobody owes me anything, I'm free. I tell you, it's a great way to live, amen? 
Where should we remain? First thing is this, and we're going to finish. Maybe for Lozzie, if you want to come up. First place we should remain is in Christ. And like I said, John 15, uh, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you'll bear much fruit. Uh, The second thing is we should abide in church. We should remain in church every week. Jesus went to church. Do you know that? He was committed to church. When his parents lost him and they took three days to find him, they found him in the church. He said, what are you looking for me? Did Did you not know I'd be here? This is my home. This is where I live. This is where I abide. This should have been the first place you looked for me. People should be, should be able to find us in church. People should be able to find us because the very thing that Jesus committed himself to build was the church. As Christians, as believers, Christ followers, we should be found in his house. Amen? Third thing is this, that we should, be, we should remain in service. Never stop serving. Serve others. Serve humanity. Serve your family, serve your friends, whoever God brings across your path. Find a way to serve and to give. As Christians, with the Spirit of God upon us, we should be looking to what we can give far more than what we can get. That we should be pouring out. The, the one thing, oh, I love many things, but one of the things that I love about Pastor Phil is that he says, every single day I am looking for a way to be a blessing. Whether it's giving a jacket it's, or a pair of shoes or some sunglasses, whatever it is, he says, if I have something and I can give it away and I know that somebody's going to be blessed by that, I'm going to give it away. And it's not I'm going I'm to get and I'm going to stockpile and I'm going to build up my world and my kingdom. It's how can I bless many in the kingdom? Amen? Second thing is this. Uh, no, not second. Fourth thing is this. We should remain in relationship. Don't isolate yourself. When you're walking through a season that's challenging, don't isolate yourself come together let's strengthen each other let because when i'm up you might be down and i'm going to pull you up when i'm down you might be up and we're going to strengthen each other and we're going to keep going don't isolate yourself the bible says he who isolates himself rages against all sound wisdom don't isolate yourself don't pull back somebody's always got a word for you which will be the word that you need right then in the middle of your hell in the middle of your challenge in the middle of your fight let somebody else, let me fight with you. Let Justin, Melissa, Nick, Matt, let, let us be your strength when you can't be strength in and of yourself. Amen? Fifth thing is this, we've got to remain in faith. Faith is a posture. Faith is a way I hold myself. Faith is an attitude. I'm blessed. You, you can do what you want. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't say no weapons will be formed against you. But as you remain in faith, they can form the weapons. They can shoot the gun. They can point the gun. It won't have any effect in your life because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The devil will come and lie. The devil will come and try and deceive. The devil will try to rob from your world. But just like when we entered into that time of worship this morning, God wants to bring peace and clarity and empowerment and strength for the walk that you have ahead. Amen? Why don't we stand to our feet? Faith is a language. Faith opens heaven. Uh, can I encourage you, never lose the language of faith. Never lose declaring that tomorrow is going to be a better day than today. Never lose God is good. My God is greater. My God is stronger. You know, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I pray that it's brought strength and peace into people's spirits this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you you sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. You sent it freely, and and God, truly, your Spirit is upon us, each and every one of us that sits here and stands here before you this morning. Lord, I pray 
that you would lead us and guide us, that you would be the illumination, that you would be the light into our path, the lamp into our feet, that this week we would go out and the church this week wasn't about what I got in the last 90 minutes, but it's about what I can do in the next 168 hours of the week that is an opportunity for miracles ahead of me. Lord, bless every single person in front of me this morning. Thank you for them. Let this word come alive in them. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.